something not quite right? No, nothing. I just wanted to take you aside, without cluing the others into what we're up to. Mm-hmm. And what are we up to? Sneaking upstairs to make love. Wow. You don't exactly mince words. I'm too old to play the blushing bride. Unless you ask nicely. Shall we go? You can rejoin them afterwards. In an hour. Or two. Or three. I'll hold you to that. Welcome back to Vox Popcast. I am Chris Maverick, and I am not, as always, here with Wayne Wise because Wayne decided that he had better cool kid things to do, like going to listen to music at bars. So instead, I invited nerds to hang out with me and talk about video games because that's what this show is. If you've heard episode three of the show, you'll remember that back then we, we talked about violence in video games, and it sort of segued into a conversation about sex in video games. And that conversation was mostly run by Abby and Katia because I don't know anything. <laughs> and I was fascinated by it. So we decided on that show that we were going to do a follow-up show, a sequel, if you will. So this is our first sequel episode. So I have both Abby and Katia back. Hi, guys. Girls. Hello, <laughs> Women, <all>. ladies. <laughs> what is it? like, Miscellaneous persons. Yeah. Miscellaneous people. Yes. So they're both back here. Hi. Hi. And we thought we'd bring in a new person. So we have my friend Link. Link, basically, I guess I know from you shop at Wayne's store. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> basically. So when we were talking about it on the blog, you had some points the first time when we did the violence episode. So yep. I said, well, you should write some stuff for us for the sex episode. And that's how you're here. So yes, exactly. what's your video game experience? What is your experience with this topic? My experience with video games? Uh, I play a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, I don't know. I've been playing since preschool. Um, all sorts of things. Um, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't think it gets any deeper than that. <laughs> I, I do not have an academia background in video games or anything fancy. And which is actually important because when we when we first came up with this, and the entire point was originally supposed to be a mix of people with who have heavy academic backgrounds and people who have no academic background in the subject matter at all, but are just fans. So you're perfect for this because awesome. <laughs> you you play a lot of games. Yes. And then Abby and Katia, you guys have played a lot and studied games. Mm -hmm. Yep. And I played Pac-Man once <laughs> early 80s. I'm super proud of you, Mav. Uh, yes. I, I've actually done more than that. One of the things that I did in preparation for this, after all the discussion on the show last time about the game Witcher... So I bought Witcher 3 and I am still trying to learn how to like ride the horse correctly. And <laughs> <laughs> okay, horse riding in video games, not going to lie, is there's a learning curve, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also just really pleased because like on the car ride over <laughs> with Link, I was like talking with him and he's like, I haven't played it yet. And I was yeah. like, you should play. And he's yeah. like, you know what? I have it on Steam. I was like, another comfort. Like, let's yeah. let everyone just start playing it now. <laughs> <laughs> like, let's all get back in. Like, it's great. Yeah. Everyone experienced the Witcher at the same time I am. <laughs> It's great. Yeah. If you haven't already. So like if you're listening and you have it, guess what? Yeah. <laughs> Why now? Everyone, yeah. So yeah, so much like that show, I figure 
I will present the topic, which if you haven't been following the blog, we wrote about it a lot. It's www.voxpopcast.com. Everyone should read our blog. I say that every week and I try to say it as early as possible so that I can get the plug in because otherwise I will forget. So there's your plug. And then they will say smart stuff and I will interject stupid comments every once in a while because that's my job. <laughs> so so the topic was the I, the thing that I found fascinating about Witcher when you guys first started talking about it last time was Abby, you made card some collection. Yeah, yeah, it, it was during the card collection <laughs> section. Yeah, <laughs> card collecting women. Is that in Witcher 2 or no, Witcher? It was only that's the that's the first one, which is the only one I have played thus far, and I'm five quests from almost finishing. I was gonna beat it before this, but then like steam crashed on me and I got real mad. <laughs> like don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so like anyways though, but yeah, that's the first Witcher game. I don't believe I know they don't have it in three and I don't believe I have to check. I don't know if two has the card collection or not because I haven't played it yet. And I'm in the opposite situation where I have not played either one or two, but I have played three. And yeah, okay. and three is what you've been playing, Mav, right? Three is what I've been playing. Yeah. And there's not the card collecting thing, as I'm sure you figured out. But like sex is still a big part of it yeah. in very different ways. But we'll get into that. But also, like, I was noticing, too, like, I think as I replayed it, I wasn't giving the first game actually enough credit for the emotional weight they were giving it to it. Um, there's some, <laughs> like, um, there's got, there comes some heavy romantic stuff, so I don't know if we want to, like, really jump into that yet or Go not. Okay, because, like, okay, so, like, I'm in chapter five now, and, like, war is broken out, and, like, with Geralt, who in the game, you do have to make decisions, and one of the things that I noticed was... That, and I think this is true for all the games. Um, the only type of infidelity comes down to emotional infidelity between two women, usually in those games. And mm -hmm. I know that replays in three from what I've read, but also they do do it a little bit in one. And it's between Trish and Shawnee, who is like this nurse lady. But also like at a point in chapter five, like... Gerald can like tell Tris like I'm in love with you like let's go for it or he can be like I'm not ready for this commitment or like be like we're just friends mm -hmm. <laughs> and like you can choose like a variety of options and like you have to like also talk with King Foltest about like what you are doing because like there's actually like a whole side sub quest that's called identity because like in the first Witcher game Gerald has a sub quest like quest that's like not really explicit where like you collect things like most of them they're like get this armor or like do this thing for a person so you get money or like certain items or or like you get to sleep with this person <laughs> mm -hmm. um in the it's the fact that he's figuring out who he is so like the advice you give to this young kid about like what a witcher is and like is that the path you really want to follow down because like no being strong and mean and like murdering things is actually pretty dark and it weighs on your soul or like are you giving this kid like this false identity of like being a hero and everything's great and like you have all the power that you wanted and like that plays into a role of like who you are and then your decision with Triss also plays an identity, like who you are as a person. Some of that information does carry on mm -hmm. in little minor ways in the second one. Like, do you know that in Witcher Three, when you st because you know, this is my my expert <laughs> opinion, I know that when you first start the third game, it asks you, do you have a persona that you want to load, load from two? Yeah. Okay. And I say no because I don't because I yeah. <laughs> didn't. <laughs> so, but I know, but I, but presumably. 
you can make things from Witcher 2 yeah. carry over into the third game. Yeah. I don't know what happens if you do that. Dragon Age yeah. would be like a whole online questionnaire. Oh, yeah. Because like, yeah. they couldn't data transfer from the, the, the previous console to the current console generation. So they were like, go to this website and uh, fill out a million variables that <laughs> will show up in the story in some way. So, yeah. And that was a whole can of worms. Yeah. I know. I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just say like I think I think Dragon Age is fascinating, like the, the carryover because it's like I almost wonder. I don't think that they can make a sequel after Inquisition because <laughs> yeah. uploading the Inquisition world state to another game yeah. would be a nightmare. It's so complicated. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, but to get back to the Witcher real yep. quick, I guess um, there is definitely like. <laughs> I guess we can kind of dig into like what we want to say about like sexuality of video games because mm-hmm. like there is like this whole I mean there's a lot of game theory written about um, how games are teach us things as mm-hmm. we play them that's mm-hmm. one of the great things about video games is because like you don't need to necessarily like read a guide who actually wants to sit and read the actual manual yeah. that comes with the game I yeah. learned sword fighting because in the third game I am auspiciously teaching a 10 year old girl how to sword fight and yeah. and, and, and mm-hmm. doing so learning how to do it myself and I think you're supposed to be like oh you, you know I'm a gamer and I'm better at this and I'm not I mean shoot <laughs> <laughs> the 10 year old girl in the game is is clearly way better <laughs> Siri is the character's name which who will come back up again later in this conversation I hope but. so like the the collectionist in me mm-hmm. like the second I found out I can collect lady cards yeah like yep. that is yes. like a priority number one for me. Like, so yeah on the previous episode what really struck my attention was Abby very enthusiastically pointed out how important it was to fuck every lady in this it's game. So important. They're beautifully crafted cards. Okay, also can we talk about for a quick second? I finally got my last card. You can sleep with two nurses at the same time. It's the nurse card. And like it's in the middle of war and there's people dying of plague. So actually in the card there's these two ladies like doing it and in the background there's this dead dying dude. And I was like, they went there. Like this game is like raw. Yeah. <laughs> like, goes for it. I was like rated yeah. E for everyone. No, it's not rated <laughs> E for not everyone. Even there's actually also we can get into this, but there's also a censored version. So like there's two oh. different versions of the cards depending on which country it was in and which uh, version okay, you're playing. Country. Okay. And like so some of them like hair will be positioned places <laughs> or they'll be like in a different pose because they're like we can't show boobs. And yeah. I was like, okay, fair. <laughs> but like um so there's different versions of the cards, apparently, but mine was not censored. <laughs> so, like, um, other people could jump in. Like, where do we want to go? What's interesting to me with Witcher in particular, like when you're talking about the cards and stuff, and I haven't played one and two, like so for full disclosure. Like, because I think one of the things that struck me when I was playing through Witcher, and it ha- I'm trying to remember the, the quest line that it happens in. I think it's when you're in like the swamp and you're dealing with the weird swamp ladies and they're kind of like catcalling Geralt. <laughs> and I was like, this is an interesting moment. I have never had this experience. And there's like multiple times where that happens in, in Witcher where like women are the sexually aggressive ones. Yeah. And part like, of that is the weird like game mechanics of when you're the player character. Like mm-hmm. this happens a lot in games because it's like programming and player responses. Mm-hmm. Like not only yeah. is it a little bit more difficult, but it's also like you don't want to break the player's like sort of immersion in the character. Mm-hmm. So if you do yeah. something really weird or something like that, that that the player wouldn't necessarily choose to do, it can kind of mess with that. Yeah. But I'm having yeah. yeah, but having these moments, sorry, having like having these moments where it's like it's Geralt who is the player and is playing a dude. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. being the sexually object- objectified one is 
really interesting, especially like hearing how the earlier games play out. It's almost like there's a little bit of a shift happening in three, even if it's not definitely, it's definitely not complete. I mean, there's some things that like could be catcalling. Like you'll be walking through the street in the first one. And it's not like, it's like, I just like I'm walking through this town and like this one dude like knows what up. And he's like, there's a witcher, hide your women. And I was like, damn fucking straight at your women. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone knows what I'm about in that game, apparently. Yeah. But like, um, but like some women are aggressive, um, like just interactions. They won't like appear to you, but like Ada who's actually a character from the novels, which I'm also reading because I am in so deep, <laughs> you guys. There's a Netflix series and everyone get oh, yeah, on this yep. with me. But um, she's really aggressive because like, she's trying to teach you about politics and she's like, come talk to me in this back room. I was like, cool, we're going to like learn about politics and then she's like are we gonna do it and i was like i guess we are so like i mean like things in general abby is eight and did not understand (laughs) no but like here's the funny thing this is speaking to about going back in time a little bit because i forget when this game came out but like it's recently it's it's more it's been how many years i forget i somebody look eight to ten i would say yeah there's different types of setups for how like romances are constructed in video games now and mm-hmm. how expected they are. Yes. Yeah. And there's certain like very clear choices a lot of times. It's so much that even like, you know, in the Dragon Origins games, yeah. like a heart will show up. Yeah, I was gonna say that you'll have the heart the like, heart option. They, they make it very you, clear. It, like I'm playing Witcher One and like it's chapter one and Triss like just remember, I have no memory. I am a brand new character. I have no yeah. memory of my past. Da, 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 da. I, I heal her from like some sort of sickness she had. And I had to give her a potion. And then like she tells me like you can either give like a comforting answer or yeah. you can like totally brush her aside. They're very innocuously set up. Yeah. I give her the comforting answer because I'm not an asshole. And like we bang. And I was like, <laughs> where is this coming from? I was like very like, oh, I guess we're sleeping together. Yeah. Like usually you have to work a little harder yeah. in video games to like earn that because like it is kind of like an earn thing yeah witcher i don't know in the later games if you have to work harder for all of them but like i know that there are levels of like the main line is with tris and yennefer and then there's like side ladies do you want to come back to that so just to answer your question from earlier the first game is 2007 the first book was 1986 i knew the books were much older yeah, yeah the wow, game. wow really mm-hmm. 1986 yeah. that's crazy mm-hmm. yeah because like also there's a lot of like how i was reading about this there's a lot of um political theory of like how witcher is so neutral which is like a like reflection of 90s polish mm-hmm. um kind of stance oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's because like the whole thing is like very neutral but like in your game you can choose yeah to stuff. what were you gonna say like um you were talking about collecting cards and stuff yeah so. yeah, yeah. So I'm playing through Yakuza Zero. Nice. <laughs> and in that game, um, I don't know what that is. It, it's a sweet <laughs> game. Yeah. Um, and you 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 play as a Yakuza. Um, do you eat dots and kill ghosts? No, you no. not. Are there uh, mushrooms to step on? No, but you yeah. you you collect women to work at your cabaret, um, and you kind of run like a whole nightclub uh, scene. Are there are there quotes around work at your cabaret? <laughs> or? Sort of. Yeah. I mean, literally in Japan. Yes. Yeah. Literally like, in Japan, they exist. I'm aware. I'm yeah. with, with the game though. Yeah. Host no. clubs and yeah. It's very much a host club. I actually haven't played these games, but okay. one of my friends is a huge fan. Yeah. yeah. And but in them, you also um, collect telephone cards to use at the. Um, telephone club which is weird japan stuff um you go to like a little room and you dial people up and you talk to them on the phone and there's a box of tissues if you need it and you establish (laughs) relationships with these women and like get 
perks and they stuff. have a um, video game box of tissues that's, yes that's, yeah there's a video game box of tissues in the room and it's it's very clear about what's supposed to be happening Yakuza has a lot of games within game like yeah <laughs> you yeah. can go to the karaoke bar yeah like, there's like you the are, karaoke like, bar and it, you know and the actual play is like oh you're yakuza and you're killing gang members and avenging your whatever but then you know on the side you're running a nightclub and collecting women and hi- hiring uh, I think a chicken. He is your manager. Yeah, it's your like, manager. Is, he becomes can, your manager. Uh, it's, it's very good. It's, hey, it's, <laughs> a chicken. You it's, should look up clips. It's, of, a, it's a Japanese game. It's so good. <laughs> and I can't stress right that statement enough. <laughs> and like, I mean, like, I guess we can kind of jump into and dig into a little bit of like, these things are genuinely fun in the game. Like, yes. That's one of the things you look forward yeah. to. Like, and there is this level of like, what games like because in that game like do you actually see them as people or is this like an objective they they are they are actually people that you establish like relationships and friendships yeah like, with. but I, i'm saying yeah. like as you as a player oh, as you, a player are you invested in them or are you looking for the objective a little it's somewhere in the middle i'm not far enough to, like yeah. along in the game to like you know make a clear statement on that but yeah. it, it feels like yeah it's like it's going somewhere i'm like okay yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm concerned about like oh this blind girl who's a masseuse um who's like the daughter of some important Yakuza guy that now I'm feeling protective of and all this stuff. Yeah, like um, I was I was thinking about that, like about characters and like how much we get invested in them. Because yeah. a lot of the Witcher characters, like there's one so many characters. But I was like, gonna say, it sounds like there's a lot and it's sort of like if you're just gonna bang it out real quick, it, but like even <laughs> some of the side ones. He said okay. bang it out. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm here for stupid comments. So there's this like witch you meet in the first chapter. Her name is Abigail, and she has red hair. And I was like, somebody's a Crucible fan, and somebody's out to get me. But anyways, for, for people not knowing, Abby has red hair. <laughs> <laughs> and like it's like a thing. Like there's even yeah. a Taylor Swift song. It's like why is this a thing? But anyways, um. She is a one-time off thing. You run into her. You don't see her again after chapter one until chapter like four again. Okay, yeah. And she's like um, this healer that's outside this one town. And like you do, you, you do the dirty in this cave. And anyways, at one point, Geralt's like, "Hey, Abigail, do you remember the cave?" And she's like, "Yeah, that was a one-time thing." Like yeah. she's like, "Bye, we're yeah. not doing it." <laughs> and I, as the player, was like, "Excuse me." Yeah. <laughs> I was like. Wait a minute. Yeah. I don't get another card. Like, <laughs> but also, I, I was like, kind of like, I had that moment of like, I like that it stopped my expectations of the game. Like, yeah. Geralt isn't, even though it's like women are sometimes like, ah, like there are women who just straight up use him, which mm-hmm. is kind of great because a lot of ones, it's all about the player and like you yeah. are always using them. Abigail is like one that she's like, I don't even care. There's another character who specifically uses Carol to like get back at her sister just so she feels like she can um, get one back at her sister. But also that was a little more complicated because she's like super depressed and then she ends up murdering her sister. (laughs) It's a little bit much, but I like that there was more than just like he doesn't always get his way. Yeah, I was going to say, I like that about uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if you try to romance people who aren't uh, gay, yeah. they will, they'll be like, nah, man. Or or if they are gay, they'll be like, nah, I'm not into you. Like, yeah, like how it works in your yeah, life. Yeah, like in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Which I know people have problems with um, Dragon Age 2 because everyone was just for everybody. Yes, yep. 
And like, I, because from a player standpoint, that's, that's super fun and great. Yeah. But from like, if you're trying to make characterization thing, that actually doesn't make sense yes, that's in a, terms yeah. of motivation. Are they, are they in Dragon Age 2? I you think can, yeah, they're all they're, bi. They're like player sexual. Yeah. I don't even know if they're bi because technically there's player sexual. They're player yeah. sexual. That makes sense. They're, yeah. they're, they're, they're player character sexual. Yeah. They're, whatever you, whatever gender you are, they're attracted to it. <laughs> Maybe I did something wrong though, because I definitely tried to romance somebody <laughs> and they said no. I feel like that should be the coin term. <laughs> I don't even know how to do that. Clearly, if I think about it hard enough, there is like a queer theory, gender theory argument about being player sexual. That yeah. somewhere there's a paper in that. Yeah. I don't know how. <laughs> I love the term though, and, yeah. and that will come up again because <laughs> I, I will make it. <laughs> but I just, I just need to. I just need to really. You know, this might be a future episode. Yeah. I'm not sure, but somewhere in there, there's an investigation of player sexual, yeah. which I think is fascinating. While researching that episode, my first thought was, I am going to play Witcher and. And Katia, you actually told me, just just watch the YouTube videos. You're not going to get through all of it. And I said, no, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go out and play the game. And again, I you know, I spent a day on it and I'm, I, I sort of know how to ride a horse. So, <laughs> so I went and watched the videos. <laughs> and so I, I've now I've now seen I believe I've seen all the sex scenes and I've seen a bunch of other random cut scenes. So I, I have a general idea of what the story is. Not full because I didn't. Mm -hmm. I was more worried thinking about concept. And I've also done a bunch of research into it. And one of the things that I found fascinating about the third game, which is what I was focusing on, because I, I certainly didn't have time to play through yeah. all three of them. There is one character in particular in the game named Rosa. Who, Just spoiling my ass before I get. That's <laughs> yeah, fine. It doesn't. Hey. But there's a point about Rosa, which, as far as anybody can tell. No matter what you do in the game, there is no way to fuck Rosa. Oh, you yeah. flirt with her a lot and it sort of mm -hmm. it sort of seems like it's going there, but there's no decision path that anybody can find yeah. where you actually have sex. And people are real upset about this. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, I could see that. And I watched a video where they were deconstructing it. And the guy who wrote who made this particular video made an argument that. The brilliance of that character is that it subverts narrative expectations. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And to me, the what was interesting about his video is he never addresses the fact that that character might have agency and not necessarily all women want to fuck all men because yeah. all women do want to fuck Gerald. Yeah. That's, the, that's <laughs> yes. the point of the character. Um, and it's not the point of the, that's the, yeah, that's the, far, it's a defining for game, characteristic for the, player, for the person playing though. Yeah, in in as much yeah in, yeah in as much in as much as we're talking about for this yeah, episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's a he is a sexual dynamo that yeah. is a, that is a specific personality aspect of his. Yeah. So and it's also a specific personality aspect of his, even if you don't pursue any of the romances, like yes. it's brought up constantly. Like it is unavoidable. I mean, the third game opens up with him in bed with Yennefer. Yeah. I, uh, I can't remember if it's Yennefer or Tris because I've been watching so many of the videos, but I believe, he, I believe it just it's opens Yennefer. up with opens up with them naked in bed having just done it. That's that that is the opening cutscene before you can do anything. So the game certainly gives you that expectation. And since it presents a character who actively flirts with you, people are getting frustrated mm -hmm. that, you know, why, why is there no way to do this? Yeah. And the argument that the video made was they never promised you that you could yeah. except that just from, from what I can tell, 
they kind of sort of did right like they like like the game sort of builds an expectation yeah. it's card collecting their game yeah. builds an expectation that you can notch your bedpost for every woman mm-hmm. you meet that's sort of the mechanics of the game you're trained to believe that yeah. well, in that world and it's also this whole idea like because so much now there's open world video games and it's about pushing how much can you actually really do to like feel like you are doing anything or like things are happening in real time one of the best games that like pulls off like things are happening without you like and people are moving around is like metal gear solid 5 that was crazy okay. mm-hmm. even though there was other problems with it but like that open world is beautiful and so like i feel like a lot of times it's about the tricking the player into feeling like you do have complete control over your mm-hmm. destiny. That's why they give you moral choices. That's why yeah. they play with this idea of like carrying over your file, like you are your character. And I really like it when they do like one, a, you're talking about that character having agency, which is more true mm-hmm. to life. Like I mean, she doesn't, no. she's a program, but no, like, no, no, but, but yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's the illusion of agency. Yes. The illusion of agency or yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I talk about fiction characters like they're real. So <laughs> this I. is like how I no, do. Uh, yeah, but, but, <laughs> but like, there's that, and um, that kind of reminds me of another game. I don't know if either of you have played it. Um, <laughs> it's called Dream Daddy, and it's great. Oh, I know, I know <laughs> about it. I haven't played it, but I know about it. Played it. Um, I don't know, Katya, have you played it or heard of it? No. Okay, it's a dating sim game. I'm, I'm very well. I I, I, I know this yeah. one. I actually know Dream Daddy. So I <laughs> got that, and I played it because I freaking love dating sims, and. Um, <laughs> But the cool thing about it was I played it. And for those who don't know what the idea is, like you're a dad who moves into a cul-de-sac with his daughter and everyone who lives in the cul-de-sac is also a dad and they're all hot. Oh, yes. You figured out who you want to date. Everyone in the cul-de-sac is a gay single dad. Yeah. No, one of them's married. Oh, okay. Important. This is where it's going. Okay. One of them's single, and then one of them you don't know is a dad because he's kind of like all shady and stuff. Mm-hmm. Two of the characters... One of which was like my fave and I was being a homewrecker and Rake like because his marriage was unhappy and like you can start a romance with him and like you yeah, guys Abby are is justifying herself. Now. <laughs> Listen, okay. I feel like this is this is taking the video game in the next episode in a very interesting direction. <laughs> you okay, listen, we we can talk about anyways. It was like not what I needed in real life. It was too real. But anyways, like <laughs> this whole thing was like I wanted this one guy because he was blonde haired and blue eyed and like I have a type and like <laughs> and he was like this good boy anyways who was married and his marriage was falling apart I was trying to save him and he had four kids it was terrible anyways you like hook up together and it's great and then like at the epilogue he realizes he can't leave his wife mm-hmm. and like no matter what you do you can never no matter what answers no. you do no matter what you do and like so much about dating sims is like oh I go back and I just need to do the right answer oh no. I'll go back mm-hmm. You can't. And right. everyone freaked out, including me when I played it, because like I had just been through a terrible breakup with somebody who went back to his <laughs> and it was like the worst true life story. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, they're teaching me a lesson. And like, because they're like, no, like sometimes there are relationships that no matter what you would have done, it will not work out. And too yeah. many dating sims try to give you yes. that idea that like, if yeah. I had just gone back and had done something, it's like, no, sometimes people like will not work out because of who they are that, yeah. that was or my, what time yeah. in your life you are at. That was the point I was trying to make. And I think that's because I was actually going to bring up Dream Daddy for the same for the same reason. I did not know that there was one that you couldn't. There was a there was a daddy you couldn't win. Yeah. Dream Daddy. I think uh, there's actually two. The one other one, like you end at a place that's like not happy ending. OK, like it's like. Aww. 
Like there's two of them. The other ones will alter you like you deserve. Well, while doing the research on this Rosa character and nobody was really talking about it, but what's interesting to me is there's the typical retort to, and this is completely fair, um, you'll you'll see people complain about being friend-zoned and then the typical retort is, no one owes you sex. Women are not a, a video game that you just, Put yeah. the right number of quarters yeah. into and and exactly and you hit a jackpot and rosa is essentially that rosa is that lesson mm-hmm. to me like as far as i can tell she doesn't hate you no you're you know and she flirts with you and nothing develops beyond that beyond other than that, yeah. that that's yeah. just that's just the game you're friends and sorry <laughs> and, and like and i think the the expectation there what makes her interesting to me having only watched cutscenes and and read about it is that there is no right answer. There is no formula. There are no mm-hmm. situ- there are no level of choices that you can make that will ever make this work out for you. I was going to use Dream Daddy as my alternative where that doesn't happen, where mm-hmm. they're, you know, because as far as I understand Dream Daddy, the entire game is, you know, it's not an action game like Witcher. It's yeah. just what it's, decision path can I get to get the blind it guy? It is a, I mean, dating simulators are fairly popular, yeah. right. like um, visual novels, all yeah. that, like mm-hmm. I play love them yeah, yeah <laughs> right. i'm in the same boat yeah they're, they're <laughs> super fun because like and there's actually and they're not all damien since there there are just like novel games where it's all dialogue choice options and like those mm-hmm. are some of the earliest video games sure and rpgs that are around and they're Zork. very yeah, yeah. It's stuff like that <laughs> and Venture. i do yep. but the idea with dating sims for a very long time is like here's your like crew yeah and you're and like some of them are super hard to get, but you know you can get them. Yeah. Like that was yep. the whole object. Like there's like one that you have to do through you have to get certain items, or like they're really hard to figure out and break down. If I navigate the maze of decisions yes. correctly, correctly, I can somehow get right. down the path that gets me with this boy yeah. or yes. girl. Yeah. And I really like that about Dream Daddy. And like maybe I cried with my best friend Claire because we were so <laughs> devastated. And like it was like too good at the time. Yep. But like it I I really respected them for just being like, and even when like all this fan backlash and people were freaking out and they were mad. And like I like that they were like, no, this was like an important thing we wanted in our game mm-hmm. that doesn't exist in a lot of dating sims yeah. because we think that's actually a bad way to think mm-hmm. about it. Like you're supposed to be looking for like healthy options and like the two unhealthy options are like, they don't end well. And mm-hmm. because like, there's a lot of also like tropes in dating simulators where it's like, even if this person's troubled or like, even if there's like things that are clearly between the two characters, like really toxic mm-hmm. and bad, like you can still win them over and yep. it works mm-hmm. out for you. And it's like, that's not what you if you're actually trying to create a game that's about romance and about relationships, like that's not how those work out or function at all. Mm -hmm. And like, sure, there's some level of fantasy and it's like, we're just having fun. But like, I think that's great that they dive a little into deeper where they're like, Mm -hmm. no, there's legitimately situations, no matter how badly you want it. No, that like, it it just doesn't pan out for a lot of different reasons. Well, and so to move back to Witcher, Witcher three has this as well in that the game is again, spoilers for the people who haven't played this game that I'm an expert at. Um, (laughs) There are two main love interests. There's Triss and there's Yennefer. There are many, many, many women that you can fuck along the way, but there are two main, the emotional centers of the game game come down to Triss or Yennefer in that game. Or Siri, which we'll get to in a bit. That's a different thing. That's and I'm, a different I'm thing. going to get to that. I'm going to get to that in a moment. Because what's interesting, this is, this is what I found fascinating. And nobody really complained about it. I expected to see a lot of people complaining about one particular cutscene. There is a threesome cutscene with Triss and Yennefer. I know where about if this you, scene. Where if you, 
if you do the right set of choices, because you can decide which one you want to romance. And if you do the right set of choices to where you're romancing both of them, at one point they will come to you and they will offer you a threesome. They, you get there, they're both in lingerie, they chain you to the bed, drink the wine, and then they tell you you're an idiot. Neither of them want you anymore. And they leave and they leave you chained to the bed. Yep. And there's no way to avoid it. You cannot get both of them. You yeah. have to you have to make up make up your mind or they both leave you. And then later you apologize to either of them and they're like, Nope, yep. sorry, yeah. we're done. We're done. And that's the message of that's that's the message of the game. There is no way to get them both. The game certainly is not mononormative. It's okay with you having sex with lots of yeah. people. It's okay with you having multiple relationships on some level, just not with the two of them. It's, it seems yeah. like it's never explicitly made like thing but like internally in my head i'm like there must be some sort of like just open agreement that like emotional infidelity is not okay <laughs> like yeah. that's kind of like yeah, the, i was right. going to say that like, like i think that's, that's a, because because both like them- in the beginning the, one of the major conflicts that like i mean so like you start the game where like yennefer is mad at you the reason she's mad at you is because i think it's in witcher 2 you have a relationship with tris because your memory is gone right yes like, you literally don't remember Gen- yennefer so like the opening of Witcher 3 is basically like you committed emotional infidelity. She mm-hmm. doesn't seem to particularly care about the fact that you sleep with other people. She seems fully aware. She's like, clearly of sleeping that. with other, she's sleeping with other people. Right. They're both okay with that. It's the, but the fact that you had, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's like the, the fact that you had like, I would like an emotionally monogamous relationship if we can say that. And yes. I haven't gone very person. far in the books, but I feel like that's present in the books too. From what I understand, it is. From what yeah, I, I from what it. I understand, particularly with Yennefer, yeah. she is. Uh, it is, and again, I'm an expert at this game, <laughs> having spent a week watching YouTube videos and reading and, and reading blogs about it. <laughs> from from what I understand, the character of Yennefer is sex positive enough that she really doesn't care what you do trust to a lesser extent is the same way but neither of them will tolerate you emotionally devoting yourself well, like, to the other that's not even being sex positive is not even being like i can be open it's about being acknowledged yeah, right? that's, that's, yeah. yeah yeah i'm not trying yeah. to apply oh, the yeah. same thing yeah. but i'm saying she but uh, but i'm saying i'm saying she doesn't like the sexuality part is not what she cares about nor is it what uh, what Trist, Trist cares yeah. about but both of them care about the emotional fidelity in as much as it relates to specifically each other, it's not clear to me because you can't really romance well, other people as far as I can tell. You can only sleep with them. Uh, like, well, there's I no developing relationships. Also, because they were best friends and they knew each Well, not best friends, but they're their friends and they knew each other. But there is a little bit in the, in the first one with the Triss versus Shawnee. I'm going to be interested if this comes down to it and happens in Witcher 2 again because, like, it's not explicitly emotional, but it comes down to if you let this, who you let raise this young boy. Okay. And so, Basically, at this point, I've slept with both of them. I'm like, things are doing great. Da, 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 da. There's this young kid named Alvin who also has like sorcery powers and stuff. And like he's getting into trouble. And you have to decide whether you let Tris take care of him, who is a sorceress and kind of wants to train him and knows what she's doing. Or do you let Shawnee watch him, who's been taking care of him and is a nurse? Mm-hmm. And at this point, you had relationships with both these women and you have known these women, both these women before you lost your memory. Mm-hmm. It's not like these are new people in your life. Well, they're new to you now, but they yeah. were in your life before you lost your memory. And so you have to choose and they get pissed and will not forgive you with whoever doesn't get Alvin. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because there's also this whole we haven't really dug into it, but it does play a part of this whole 
shame with being barren that's in the game yeah. that's really mm. prevalent with mm. not only just females but men but too. with gerald because yeah. he is and it's it's very prevalent yeah. with the women too and the way that they talk about people being not explicitly but like they mention them like as being broken like as for mm-hmm. as much as things that they like about them this whole idea of being barren and not being able to have children is like very scarring to people because like um you'll be at a party and people will make like nasty comments about sorceresses because people who are magic imbued like witchers or sorceresses like they are barren they cannot give Mm -hmm. birth to children and it's like this whole thing and like Mm -hmm. so like and they appear to be i mean so I didn't know the story what you're talking about choosing between essentially you're choosing which of the two women you want to be the mother of your child essentially well, like and Alba's yeah. not even your kid right but Alba's I mean like, but you're yeah, choosing like, which one gets like, to be a mom yeah. yeah which one gets to be a mom basically which is interesting I mean it's also weirdly I mean it's just thinking about this like is weirdly what happens with Siri like Geralt is an adoptive father again my expertise is based on reading wikipedia entries and and blogs but the reason i said the emotional center of the game and i did say if you go back i said the the emotional relationships are between tris yennefer and siri siri has no sexual relationship with gerald yes and this is what i found amazing because i because i was actually found out about i found out about how important siri was because from where i am in the game the last time i saw siri she was like 10 or 12 or something and then she disappears and later in the game how old is she in the the bulk of the game katia did you say she's an adult she's an adult i don't remember her exact age but i would say like in her yeah early 20s so she's an adult for the bulk of it there's a time jump and so when but for me last time i saw her she's 10 maybe 12 and she is his daughter not by birth, but she is his adoptive daughter. Mm-hmm. And now I'm at the point where I'm just like sort of reading stuff because I've not met her in game as, as an adult yet. And they are close. She is probably, as far as I can tell, the most important person in his, in his life. Uh, yeah. You sort of decide whether or not you are going to love Yennefer or Triss or neither of them. But Siri, as an aspect of Gerald's character, is just important well she has you have choices with you that you make with siri though that have repercussions on what the ending is and what her life path is and like what yes. happens which is but you never have but, but you, you can't never, choose not yeah. to love her oh no yeah but you all, but you also can't choose like she's not a romance option right right that's which, and, and that's what i was getting like, at. it's it which is right. which by the way there are so many amazing threads where people argue back and forth about whether she should be or not. Christ, no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not, okay. Guys. I'm upset. No, this is okay. <laughs> I've actually been thinking about this. Jump into it. Let's go. <laughs> like I've been thinking about this a lot because actually a very similar thing has happened. Like happened in the fandom of Bioshock Infinite, where oh. like, oh, yeah, that's a oh. whole thing. So like where um, there's obviously like a, I'm an expert in this game, but for, for the listeners, please <laughs> explain. <laughs> but OK, so the short version is DeWitt, who's the main player character, is going to go is like going to go save a woman who he does not know is actually his daughter um, or at least does not know for the book of the game is his daughter uh, because amnesia and such. Yeah, yeah basically. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a section of the fandom that believes you should have a there should be an element of the game where you should be able to romance elizabeth which by the way this is different from witcher because 
romance and characters is not a thing in Bioshock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, like, so this is not just like adding a character option. This is adding a whole other element of the game yeah. that doesn't exist in any that of the That doesn't exist. And it would be very weird because yeah. this is also not like an open world game in the way that Witcher is. It's a very linear yeah. game built around a particular story. But there is, and it's, I, I will say like, to my knowledge at least, it's not like a very widespread thing at the fandom, but people are like genuinely annoyed. And there's like this very strange sexualization of Elizabeth that happens and it's just very creepy because like I get that like I as the player am not Elizabeth's father (laughs) but I am playing as Elizabeth's father (laughs) and so like the idea I mean so that I mean that's one of the interesting things that we can maybe like I think relates to Witcher because it's like this is a game where sexuality is not a theme Uh it's not something you can do in the game and yet there still seems to be this like desire in the fandom to be like why like even if it's only as fan fiction, which also happens a lot, yes, yes. is like this desire to like have these like weird sexual fantasies about fictional characters in ways that are like really disturbing. Yes. Like, I mean, like, yes. like Siri, the idea of having the romance option of Siri, especially because you are introduced to her in Witcher 3, like, as you mentioned, but like, I it exist and yes. like, don't go on. Yeah. Also, but like, okay, fine, we're gonna go there. But like, don't go on to Pornhub where they actually take uh, like, yes. character uh, models and uh, like, make them fuck. I am serious about I'm a serious academic. I did go into Pornhub. I have <laughs> seen I have seen these. Now, I'm all, yeah, I'm also willing to bet someone's made a mod. Like someone's um, made a mod to make their so again, I've seen all the I've seen all the cutscenes, or I don't know if I've seen all of them. But I've seen many of the cutscenes that involve sex for the game Witcher Three. I have seen the Pornhub <laughs> fan 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 made cutscenes. Oh no no! Oh no no no! The fans, the fans care so much more about realism than the actual <laughs> programmers of the game. I was at, there are specific models that they downloaded and then put their faces. They, I am, I am, I am amazed. I, uh, credit where credits due to these people. I am because <laughs> oh, one of the one of the amazing things about Witcher um, that I that I found interesting because you know I, I made the joke rated E for everyone. It is not. This is a this is a adult. <laughs> this is an adult game, and there is nudity in it. And there is sex in it, but the sex is presented very much. The, yeah. the sex is not hardcore porn. No. The sex is very much Cinemax. Um, yeah. Like yeah. cutscenes. Like you, you yeah, see a like boob movie. here and there. Yeah. You know, and there's there's a lot of, you know, close ups of faces during orgasms for both for both mm-hmm. men and women. Yeah. But like and, and a lot of, you know panning to just body parts and stuff. It's something you could see in a theater rated R. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Not rated X. Yeah. Like. yeah. If you go to the if you go to the fan made stuff, you know we have, and, and I understand what Pornhub is for. So uh, so I understand, but not only are there close ups of genitals and everything, the amount of energy put into just getting the physics of the body. Yeah, yeah. But those are already pre programmed by other people. I feel like, I'm and sure. they share a lot of I'm, them. I'm, so I'm, like, I'm sure, but I'm still. I was I was impressed by the I, w- I was impressed by the craftsmanship of the, yeah. of the community. Someone cared. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like video games, like because we've played them pretty much all our lives. Like yeah. I'm trying to think of like the first game that I like got super or like realized that romance options were an option. You mean For the me, romance options think... in Pong? Because like yeah. there's <laughs> the right. don't right. don't go on fanfic.net because like that fanfiction uh, exists. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I was gonna say like, 
The fan fiction of everything exists. That, that exists. We did, we did a whole I episode mean, on it. I think for me, like the first game I think I played where like romance options were like in at least like a part of the game that I noticed. Because I think I said this in the blog post. I tend to ignore them. I don't find them that interesting. I hate cutscenes. I just want to shoot things. Oh. Um, but like was like i think it was dragon age because dragon okay, age yeah. the first one because dragon age is like constantly directing you kind of to yeah. build emotional relationships with the characters yep. in a way yeah. that like other games hadn't previously and I, I mean i ended up really enjoying it but again it was like this is so much work and like uh, to, yeah, like clicking through dialogue <laughs> options i have to go talk to these people especially in inquisition now yeah i get yeah. so bored i get like halfway through like a romance option unless i'm like super invested like i was super invested in dorian dorian yeah. is bay yes dorian's the thing that i also, <laughs> also really like about like the ingenuity of dating sims is like how there's different games that like it can fit into weird things like i don't know if you guys have played catherine which is created by atlas thank you for, I, was, I wanted to talk about catherine okay because like okay so first off we should start off with what the genre of catherine is which is a puzzle game <laughs> well it's 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 a it's a it's a, it's a it's a supernatural horror puzzle dating sim yes. as i like to describe yeah. it <laughs> yeah I, when when link mentioned this i uh you and a friend of yours yeah. in the comments meant we're talking about it and so i i read up on this one too yeah. Oh my god, I'm fascinated. Yeah. I haven't played this. But I'm a great game. Yeah. It is super fun, especially if you love puzzle games and if you like baller music and yep. if you like anime and like if you like dating sims, like this game is for you and mm-hmm. it's cool. Um but well, go I, ahead. I, I was gonna say I like how all the, the horror built around it is about relationships yes. and like being faithful and like becoming a father and like all this stuff. Like because like thematically it's yeah, about like thematically the game is about relationships yes. it is a dating sim like you can be in a bar and like do you want to go home or do you want to text this person or do you want to keep drinking or do you want to yeah. help your friends Give the basic concept so the okay. basic concept um catherine with a c catherine with a k yeah yeah two different two different catherines um one is your your fiance um and the other is some weird girl that you kind of bump into at a bar at a bar yeah and they look very different one's blonde um yep. she has curly hair the other one's like very business straight gray yep. hair with glasses yeah. but they both have the same name it's kind of weird yeah and uh you play as vincent yep who's this kind of just like regular dude who likes to go to the bar with his three friends and they like to talk about their man problems yep <laughs> <laughs> and um the whole crux of the game is like um vincent sleeps with the other catherine the blonde haired yes. one who's not his fiance and he wakes up and is like oh shit and the whole <laughs> thing is him deciding like do i keep lying to my girlfriend do yes. i keep seeing this other woman and each night yeah every night he wakes up in this nightmare realm where everyone looks like little sheep. Yes. And he has to climb this horrible tower of blocks that fall on them. And not only you are climbing this, but the other little sheep are trying to yeah, climb and it. And they to are kill also you and competing. Yeah. And they're dying. Yeah. And what you don't realize is like, well, you come to realize yeah. is those other sheep are actual real men in real life. Yes, you are other all men that are in a real Yeah, they're, they're, they're all men who are cheating yep. on their significant others or people they're emotionally involved with. And they are in this hellscape. And you learn that the other Catherine is actually a succubus. Yeah. And like she has put you in this hellscape. And like you, and one of the cool things about the game is like not only that, like where it's like this decision about like, do I want to be with this other person? Because like there are three different. Well, there's multiple endings, but like the three main ones are yeah. like, do you go with the Catherine with a C? Do you go with Catherine with a K? Or do you like say, no, 
I am trash bag and I need to be single and follow yeah. my own dreams because I was happy with neither. Yeah. And like he does, he like follows his dreams and becomes yeah. an astronaut or something. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. In the super animes. As you, as yeah. you do. As yeah. you do. It's a really good puzzle game, yeah. but super duper fun and it's like very challenging and and, and uh, yeah i mean the people will leave the bar and come like it's it's people, depending on like what you're doing like you might you can't do everything you have to yes. prioritize Go so ahead. one of the things i wanted to say is the other interesting thing i thought was um it depends if you're playing online or offline if you're playing oh, online yeah. you, you technically are picking which girl you want to end up with based off your choices but you can answer answer them honestly and not game the system they'll ask you like questions about relationships there's actually a confessional yeah it's like it's like a vogue questionnaire that you're filling out in between chapters about like your real life not your real life basically when you're in the hellscape um you'll go into a confessional before each level basically and they'll ask you like an actual question about like how you view relationships and like you can answer it as give me a sample question um like if you're in a certain scenario would you like what would you do with your girlfriend yeah okay and they'll and like they don't pose it as vincent you can answer it as you play vincent or you can answer it as yourself so they're asking abby or link they're not asking they're asking player right i i had my wife answer the questions while she watched me play it was a very interesting experience and the cool thing it's online probably come off better if she answers for you than you (laughs) well (laughs) but like the cool thing is then Persona 5 incorporated this too and like you'll see stuff in like Beyond uh, not Beyond uh, Detroit Become Human and like they will do comparisons with online of what other people choose so you can see like the percentage Mm -hmm. of like how many people um, matched up with you Mm -hmm. and like it's interesting because one you don't know if they're just answering questions to be like this is what I because we talked about this a little bit with our last one like do you play as a person who you really are Mm -hmm. do you play as the character or do you play as who you never could be yeah Mm -hmm. And like, you don't know those answers, but yeah. you just have what people have answered online. You don't know their motives of it. Yeah. So it's just an interesting kind of if you, comparison. If you play offline, if I remember right, it breaks it down by um, by gender and who answered what questions in what way. Like uh, there's yeah, like a study or something and they're like, this is, you know. 70% of women say this and, you know, just sort of, once again, like a Vogue type. Vogue, type. Yeah, like mm-hmm. what you would see in like a little yeah. Cosmo magazine. Yeah, exactly. It's, yep. it's, it's pretty cool. Can't wait for the remake of it where there will be a third Catherine. Oh, shit. I forgot about that. This <laughs> yes. is so cool. Oh. Another path. How, how is the other way to spell it? Q. Ooh. No, I'm yeah, I, I don't know. know. I, don't I can't know. remember. I think there's, it's like without an E. Oh, like, that probably, yeah, it's uh, probably yeah. something like that. Because what we've learned today is that all women are named Catherine. Yes. <laughs> well, you sort of are. <laughs> hey, I was, I was about to say, actually, like, what do you think Katya's short for? <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> Why did they think yeah. Katya? Katya is just like the Russian spy equivalent yeah. of Catherine. We like go under the radar, but we <laughs> <laughs> I, I do think it's interesting that they use sex for horror instead of like. And that's like a pretty like nothing's common very, trope yeah. within horror. Like, yeah, exactly. The horror but you don't sex. see it in games. No, you don't. Because um, it's always like a fun additive. It's like, oh, GTA, you can totally bang prostitutes and then and murder then them, them. Yeah, for yes. their money back, which is like speaking of all things, because I love like everything about GTA is like, oh, man, these are terrible things. But like legitimately, like you just murder them from your money because like it's always about keeping the most money and like just doing crime. And like, well, but like also 
the reason you don't just sleep with prostitutes for fun in GTA. Yeah. That's how you get health back. You get some. Oh health yeah, back. you get yeah. some health back. It goes yeah. ding, ding, ding. Yep. Yeah, because that's yeah, like, just like I, I know something real life. I know something about video games. There's, there's, I played yeah. a game or two. There's always an incentive. Uh-huh. Like video games always build you an incentive because if there's not, like, why do you do it? Like, yeah. uh, who is it? Is G points. I would do anything in this world for points. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me there's points. In- yeah. <laughs> well, and like, that's why half it, like I said, like half the time, like in things like Dragon Age, I ignore the like romance options because in a lot of games, there's not a huge advantage to the romance stuff. Like you might get to like collecting cards and things, but I'm like, well, I care about stats and shooting things. And most games, like most games I, I play can play a difference because persona, yeah. depending on, cause they have a whole social link kind of mechanic in it and like i know that's true and like if you social link and romance a certain character like they will give you a certain buff or they'll actually give you an item like in yeah. uh, persona 4 but then like, but that's what i mean though because then the, the decision to romance somebody isn't about like emotion like a connection or anything it's, 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 a, it's a game mechanic it could just it could just as easily be like oh like rather than, rather than romancing like oh we're now business partners it's like the same kind of transaction <laughs> so like for like well because then like i think it's is it's i think it's skyrim actually yeah like the some of the best people to be romance like options to like do the marriage thing with which granted like the romance option storyline thing in skyrim is like very minimal yes yes but it's basically a way of like oh i can now kind of like steal inventory from the shop owner without it being a big deal but there is a division (laughs) in people who play games between the ones that are very utilitarian like you and you're like i'm just gonna pick the one that's best for me and then there's like me who's like my girlfriend and my wife (laughs) i need to treat so well and like i get like like because when i know there's a dating option like i remember when persona was happening and all my friends and i were playing it and we're trying to figure out like who's going to be our girlfriend yeah. like and like a lot of us is like no i, I i'm not invested enough yet like i'm not committing to who yeah. my girlfriend is yep. yet or like whenever <laughs> we did figure it out we were like okay like this is my girl this is like where i'm spending yep. my time what's the big thing with bioware games too. yeah it's like who, yeah who, like when they're announcing characters for dragon age inquisition mm-hmm. i remember people were like okay What's your sexuality? Um, who's going to do what? Who's going to, you know, whatever. And that's why I decided to be um, a guy to romance Dorian. He was like, so popular. I, he I was like, this awesome. guy's awesome. Yeah. And he's gay. And it's the only way I can romance him. And I'm doing it. Yeah. Like a lot of, and we kind of talked about that on the last game. Like a lot of people were like, Dorian's my dude. I need to be a dude. Yeah. We're going to have a romance. Cause like, he's awesome. And so like, it is like, I feel like um, it's that weird I guess we can kind of dig into it because like, I feel like this is brought up a lot of times about representation, mm-hmm. morality, what type of effect that has on us in terms of representations of women and mm-hmm. how we're treating them. Cause on one level, like, yeah, of course it matters like to all yeah. of us in this room, how women are represented in Absolutely. video games and how they're done. Like that's, that's a give mm-hmm. answer. But like, where is the line? I feel like for a lot of people of like, where are you doing damage? Where are you doing good? Mm-hmm. And like, what is, I guess my like whole thing is like art and like what things are created, they're created in their context. You can never be unproblematic with something that you're creating in time because wherever we are from 20 years or wherever yeah, you are yep. now, right? you, can't, you, you cannot, can, you cannot, because it's a concept of its time and like it has to exist as in its time. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel, and we kind of touched upon this about like critiquing and things and like that's not the same as like demanding right. something be changed. And like I think about like okay, like we're gonna jump into a different conversation. I don't know. Have you played Metal Gear Solid? Uh, not the more recent ones. So not five. Yeah. Have I you seen 
So have you seen Quiet's design? Yes. That was oh, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've, <laughs> I've also seen the fan art of Snake in Quiet's costume. Which is so. also good. There's also <laughs> a porn of them. Of course. <laughs> Okay, I, have, I have no idea what you're... I don't okay, know so Metal who Gear Solid 5. I know, okay. I know what the game is. Yeah. I've I, I played earlier versions of it. So one of the big critiques about Kojima, who I have met in real life, and it was one of the greatest moments of my life. But Humble brag. Okay. <laughs> no, like, not that I drove to New York City with my best friend when Metal Gear Solid 4 came out. And like it was one of the greatest experiences awesome. of our life to get that game signed by him. Because like he's a madman yeah, yeah. who is very particular. And like... A lot of people have a lot of problems with how Kojima does a lot of things. Yes. But like one of the one of the gripes is how he represents women. And like mm-hmm. I have various friends and there's kind of all these different designs. And like most of my friends, actually all of my friends who play Metal Gear Solids are all dudes. And like yeah. they come to me. As the woman, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, what do you think about Quiet? I'm like, I'm not giving you your easy yeah. answer. I'm like, I'm more interested about what you think of Quiet yeah. and like how this um, breaks it down. But like Quiet, if you look her up and Google her, she is a sniper. She is a very talented sniper that like can't be heard of. And like most like what Kojima does, there's some batshit like supernatural yeah. element to her. So like if you've played, did played she breathe through her skin? Is she, that the- oh, that was the excuse. <laughs> <laughs> that was the the in narrative. But anyway, yeah, she's yeah. dressed yeah. in a bikini yeah. and like ripped tights. And it, she is like I think it's leather bikini specifically. Yes. Like it has yeah. like the shine thing to it. And like it, it's a thong bikini. Like her ass is yeah. out. Like there is like barely anything covering her. And so like one of the things that was really funny was like uh, people like immediately when her design came out, they were like, what the fuck? Like, what is this? Because like so much of, I feel like it's part of that. We were kind of talking about this earlier, but like one, one section of the outrage was coming from people who I, I think generally had very real concerns because yeah. they study um, like women's representation, but I don't think they had ever played any of the games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, <laughs> there's this idea that like, they're like, look at how real, this game is so like I have complicated feelings towards it because like as a character I have a lot of problems with quiet one because there's a randomly shoved in rape storyline that is implied Mm. and my friends and I have like discussed like did she actually get raped and like the whole point of it to me is like the implication of it is just enough yeah Mm -hmm. of like and this goes back to like conversations in horror where I fight with my male friends because I'm like, we've kind of seen it enough times where like women being put in rape situations is overplayed. And some ways that on one, I think that's a really bad writing choice just because it's weak. (laughs) I look at that as, it's it's also something that like when shows up in a video game, if it's implied, it happened. Yeah. Like I've seen very few video games. Like it's implied. There's a couple like side stories where it's implied in Skyrim that come to mind. Uh, it's also something else. Is it in Dragon Age where it's implied? I don't remember. But like it's it is like it yeah. is common yeah. enough. But like it's never. I've never seen a situation of it in game like where where rape or sexual violence is implied. Where there's no reason to imply it if it didn't happen. If that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Sure. And so it's like whenever someone says like, oh, it's implied, it could not be. I'm like, no, there's no reason as a developer to put that in there unless it's like, a story choice. Right. If you assume it did. Yeah. Right. It's the, I mean, it's the, it's the killing joke it, argument. Which makes it exactly. feel yeah. extra gross. And I mean, uh, like it's extra gross because it's like it's like you were saying, it's lazy writing. It's a way to like add dramatic backstory to a character 
without actually delving into the issues. Mm-hmm. That, particularly, well, particularly if it's only implied, I'd actually rather see it as a plot line where it's. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you make it imply and you don't actually make it part of the character, that means you've actually cut out all of the consequences of what it's yeah, like to be a heterosexual yeah, yeah, yeah. for like, the character. Because, like, from it. because I think, I mean, it's also especially with like, I, I haven't played entirely through Metal Gear Solid 5, so like, you know, that caveat. But like, that would change the entire implications of, co- of like Quiet's costume. Like, yeah, yeah. The, the idea of a woman choosing to dress in like a latex bikini who's also a victim of sexual violence is very different from a woman who's never experienced that. And also mm-hmm. ostensibly, if we're assuming that like the character has choice, a cho- chooses to wear this costume, which is also a different discussion. Like that's a very different thing. Yeah. Cause well, like the way it happens is like, it happens in the very last chapter. So it's not something that happened to her in the past. It's something that happens presently in the game. Okay. Um, and the quiet storyline is also really weird because like, you might not even get that cutscene because like that game kind of is like the story the way like late storylines are accessible or kind of jacked up and what i didn't like about it though is because like one i have a visceral reaction to those things now like because it's just like i'm like why do you have this mm-hmm. now i'm yeah. so more cognizant of it and i feel like a lot more people are now cognizant of it so yeah that was one problem of it on another hand too like it it speaks of like another problem with quiet is like okay so before when i was getting to it there was a lot of backlash and kojima was like just wait and then you all feel bad about like why you said that about her and i was like no like there was no reason like you never did enough with the character which is a shame because like a lot of other and even female characters i feel like he did does a lot more yeah Especially in the older games. Um, I'm, I'm also, yeah. like, I'm actually just, like, skimming through a lot of screenshots from the game right now. Like, based on, like, the screenshots I'm seeing from, like, the parts of the game I haven't played, I don't know. Which is, like, like Ben over in right, the like, There is nothing you could do. I mean, I guess the thing about yeah. characters like this, I mean, Mav, you and I have talked about those comic books. Like, mm-hmm. like, in this particular situation, the threshold of, like, what you would have to do with this character and particularly, like, commentary on her sexualization in order to make it justified in the game is so high, I don't think you could do it. Well, like, it's not even that. Like, there's also, like, the... Another level is, whereas every other character has voice or has things, like, Quiet actually doesn't speak. She has a little song that she hums. Like, that's part of it. She's a sniper, Mm -hmm. she's quiet, and you never really, like, understand why she doesn't speak. But, like... The fact that she never speaks and like the thing is like I I struggle with it because I feel like particularly the last two games with Kojima, even Fortune's more interesting, even though a lot of people think she's weak. Uh, she yeah. at least has some sort of backstory and her dad Dolph is bisexual and fucking a vampire. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 that, that's like, the most interesting. That, again, I don't know this game, which is why yeah. I'm not talking, but that's the most interesting thing you, you said. So. Everyone should play Metal Gear Solid 2 and 1 and 3. And well, all. and I've played yeah. some of them, yeah. but, just, but like you're like, oh, I'm just paying attention. It's yeah. like bisexual dad va- fucking a vampire. It's like, okay, I want to know about this part. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's I'm, your, in, I'm in for this. Metal Gear is one of your franchises, Mav. If I look at Metal Gear Solid 5 as an overall piece, considering there's not a whole lot of other women involved in yeah. it. Because also Kojima and homosexuality is like this whole... Yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. And it's also like not done the best no. way also. Like, I feel like Kojima has his own ways of doing things, especially yeah. when it comes to sex, where you're like, okay, you're going there. But like, what are you saying? Actually, yeah. I'm curious, just from the things that you've been saying about all of these, I'm curious to look at things like the ramifications of sexual violence. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah. even a thing in video games? Um... 
I'm I don't sure, know I'm, because I'm sure there is, Mike. But like, it is there. It's just mm-hmm. really weak and not okay. So my problem. I guess if I have a problem, it's weird because I'm looking at a picture of her. I've never seen this game before, but she she's not just sexy. She is essentially in, in a character that exists in her underwear and fishnets. And I mean, you're saying that there's a question of maybe she's raped, maybe she's not. And you know, I've written about this before. The It's the killing joke problem. It doesn't necessarily matter if the narrative is such that we assume she's raped then she might as well have been. But I'm looking at it, and to me, it's... So does the game essentially make the argument that she's asking for it because of how she's dressed? I mean, and caveat, I haven't played through the entire game, um, so I don't know exactly how this scene plays out, although I know a little bit about it from reading things on the internet. Um, Kind of. I, I think the problem becomes, like, she may not be the only female character in the game, but when you have a character that's that extreme, and... Point taken that like it's trying to make fun of that extreme and the sexualization of women in um, video games. But when you have a character that, that, that that's that extreme and she's one of the dominant female presences in the game, it's hard not to see that as sort of a victim narrative. Like it, it's hard to see that as a character that can be recuperated as like not even I mean, I wouldn't I don't think that anyone really tries to like recuperate her as like this feminist like character. But even I think to recuperate her as like a character that's trying to make commentary is problematized by the fact that there aren't that many other representations of women within that specific game. And the way that Quiet is portrayed, I would say, is much more representative, even if it's an extreme case, of the way that a lot of women feel that basically female bodies are represented in games all the time, which has definitely gotten better in the last decade. Um, it's way better than it was when I was a kid in the nineties. Um, but it's still, <laughs> yeah. Ugh, Mortal Kombat, which I have so many feels about, but like, it's not, I mean, I think the weird thing about quiet is like, she's an extreme case, but she's also like, we've seen this before. We've seen like Skyrim has women in metal bikinis as like courtesans. We have prostitutes in games. Like she's not an unfamiliar character in many ways. Um, so I don't know if it's like making an argument that like she's a victim, but it's hard. Like for, for me, it's like it's hard not to see her that way, especially because of so many times when we see hypersexualized women in video games like Mav, you brought up um, on the blog post. What's what's her name? The princess. Daphne. Yeah. Like she's not necessarily like a, I mean, she's a victim of sort of the villain, but like it's hard to see that it's there's not any, very many examples of those hypersexualized like female characters that aren't victims. Mm-hmm. And so when you sort of put quiet in that sort of tradition and sort of, of of the gaming community as a whole, I have a really, I don't know, I have, I have a hard time with sort of accepting the representation and like the, the argument that it's commentary because for me, I think it would only be productive commentary if there were other representations in the game that were meaningfully put in dialogue with her because and she has no dialogue she, li- right, she, she has literally no, has no well, dialogue. I don't mean dialogue and sort of like like the Bechdel attacks like two women talking to each other but like there there's no there's like if there's not a contrast with like the hyper feminine like and, and this is true in most video games especially earlier video games if there's no contrast f- with the hyper sexualized femininity and that's the dominant portrayal in the video games and that's saying like this is how we like we as a like gaming culture view women, think about women, think women should be treated, all these other things. And it's basically saying this is the default state of women. And so everything else becomes the exception. Mm -hmm. And And she can't, she can only be, I mean, that character can only exist in that world if she is a hypersexualized and ultimately victimized character. Well, I mean, mean, as far as I understand, like quiet doesn't, 
automatically have the implied rape scene. I think that there's like player choices that go in before that, that sort of trigger that. So mm-hmm. I, I, hes- like, I hesitate to say that she's necessarily, like that's part of why I hesitate to say she's necessarily a victim. But especially when you go to the fact that like she doesn't speak and it's unclear to me whether that's like, she's actually, I mean, she hums, so she's not really like mute. I don't think. Like, it's unclear why or whether it's a choice or whatever. I'm not speaking narratively. I don't know that functionally it matters. She's still a character who essentially is a hypersexualized fantasy that that exists in a hypermasculine game. Well, and that's the part where, like, it's even like even in the creation of her character, the fact that she doesn't speak like to me, that's already sort of like already I, I like I hesitate to say victimizing, but like demonstrating a sort of like abusive logic. Um, because she's silent because she's silent. She's not able to speak like the, like, and it's basically, yeah, the way she looks is the only thing that matters. Like, even though she is also a badass sniper and like super respected in that like vein, but like, it's the idea that like, even that doesn't sort of like somehow give her a voice, give her like sort of an authority, I guess is like very strange. Um, and especially because there are so many, I mean, I'm just thinking about, there are so many female characters in gaming history that also don't speak. Like for some reason, princess peach comes to mind (laughs) because like in the very early super Mario games, like she has dialogue, but it's basically, Oh Mario, please save me. And granted like the Mario series as a whole, especially the very early games are not like heavy on dialogue and like very deep, but like, I don't know. I think there's something about like there, there, there is something about like, even when we see women speaking in video games so often, that's the exception. But you you bring up Princess Peach, and that's going to return me to from the blog, one of the earliest things I talked about, which was Dragon's Lair and the idea that women exist in these games as an objective to be rescued. What I find interesting about all of these games, you know, we went sort of in reverse order yes, with more recent yeah. stuff, looking at like the dating sims, mm-hmm. um, Dream Daddy <laughs> and and Witcher, both. Yeah. And I know that there's more to the yeah. games, but but the moving back through you know you're talking about torture right now in the metal gear games where you're essentially and that's a theme in the games yeah mm-hmm. it's a theme in lots of games yeah. yeah um it's it's the rescue i mean the entire concept of rescue the princess going back to medieval literature is yeah. essentially let's go and you know villain wants woman for sex whether it's explicitly stated or not is irrelevant hero will rescue r- rescue damsel so that she can, so that he can actually essentially win, win her for himself. Yeah. You want to rescue the princess so that you can marry her, which means sex. That's, yeah. that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. that is what, that is essentially what you are doing in any of these narratives. And I used as an example, um, Dragon's Lair yeah. on, yep. in, on the, on the blog, which is essentially that game. And it, there's Dragon's Lair amazes me because it is so not subtle for a game that was marketed at nine-year-olds. Yeah. And I made the joke that I didn't play it much because it was just super expensive. You yeah. Just, there's, oh, yeah. there's barely a game to it. If you've, if you've never played it, it's the physics of the joystick don't have a direct mapping to what he does. You just have to memorize a bunch of combinations, well, recognize the scene. And it is, it's all about moving at the right time. It's all about, can you move the joystick in this right pattern yeah. at exactly yeah. the right time? And the scenes are random access. So you have to like sort of recognize, oh, which puzzle am I in? Okay, I've got to do this motion Mm -hmm. at exactly the right second. But the entire point of the game is 
to rescue Princess Daphne, mm-hmm. who is nothing but a sexual yep. object. I put pictures on the yeah. blog, but she is drawn as a blonde bimbo. She giggles and squeals like she's having sex in a Cinemax yep. movie. And I, like she sounds like she's a pornographic character yep. as much as you could do. Who's the cartoon artist? Because he had a Don whole, Bluth. Don yeah. Bluth. Yeah, he yeah. Does. By the way, is an amazing He's artist. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love Don Bluth's work. But like the second you see it, you recognize him as. Yeah. But he builds yeah. he builds a story that's all about unlocking the sex scene. Yeah, which yeah. You don't, it is one of the earliest. Yeah, like, right. kinda. yeah, you don't really get. I mean, she kisses him yeah. at the end, and then in the next game, they're married and they have twelve kids. Yeah, and she gets kidnapped <laughs> again, uh-huh. and you have to go rescue her again so that she can kiss you. But she's half naked. She's yeah. basically in her yeah, underwear. Yeah. yeah, she's in the, the, the genie lingerie. Outfit. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> so. I wonder, though, given what you're talking about, games like Metal Gear, with the character of Quiet, as problematic as you guys, I mean, you've painted, and again, I don't know this game, but you've painted a picture for me of, I looked at the pictures online of where there are problems and where they, but she is still a character in a way that Daphne's not. Oh, yeah. 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 She definitely is. And like, I. And I would say even Triss and Yennefer are. Oh, absolutely. In, in, a, in ways oh, that... Oh, they are far more right. characterized. They have like right. motives. They have lives to yeah. themselves. They yeah. have so, very specific... So I guess my question is, yes, they have personalities beyond I'm going to giggle in this bubble. Yeah. So they have lives beyond that. But I guess the question becomes, if you look at something like Witcher, where you know there's more to the game, but as far as the mini game that is building relationships in that game, is you are trying to unlock the universe sex scene. That's essentially yeah. what you're doing. Or earn your cards in the first game. You know, mm-hmm. that's like you're, so it's still a question of the game is constructed such that the protagonist is earning sex through the quest. Okay, so using sex as currency. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah. It beca- and, that, and that's weird <laughs> in, a, in a way, but I also... Mean, it's a way like, okay, I think you talked about once about like, what are your value systems and stuff? Yeah. And in video games, I feel like a lot of it's collection. Yeah. Even if it's not a collectathon, mm-hmm. it's still right. a collection. It's, it's, it's points. It's points. Mm-hmm. It can be points, it can be items, it can be unlockables. But they're all points. Yeah. They're, 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 everything is earning, I mean... How many how many cards can you get of, of of sexy ladies? How many gold coins can you get from crunching mushrooms? How many? You know, like they're all points of something. You're, you're, yeah, you're collecting things. Mm-hmm. It's that idea, and so like I feel like it's a way. Yeah, because like I kind of want to dig into that too. This way that we are taught to mm-hmm. value things because mm-hmm. explicitly women is usually always tied with sex. I'm trying to think of games where like. It's not tied to sex, and like there are some where well, Samus and oh, I was gonna say. Um, but even when it's not tied to sex, it's still like even Samus Aran. Like when you see her not in her like mech suit, it's she's yeah. still definitely like a sex object. So even if yeah, it's not she's in, in her bikini, swimsuit right? Thing. So yeah. even when it's not like a plot point in the game, like it's still very clear that that's like part of the calculus yeah. is going yeah. to the game and, and in the original game the better you do in the game the more right. she scraps yeah. if you yeah. if, if you just win you don't even find if you just barely win you don't even find out that she, that she's female if you win with enough points she takes off her helmet, helmet. and yeah. if she wins more she takes off her helmet she's wearing a one piece you win more she's so like, it's mm-hmm. more and panties. More, yeah mm-hmm. like i'm trying like so i, I was going to say um it, it's not with women but it um i can't remember the guy's name the, the elf from the first dragon age game Z- Zaid? Oh, Zevran? Zer- Zevran. 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 Uh, so Zevran 
it's the opposite way for him. He, you meet him and he's like, let's fuck. And then, <laughs> then afterwards, it's okay. Well, well, we fucked. Let's build a relationship. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. It's just interesting that it sort of like turns it on its head. Well, like, I think that's like a way of exploring like how some relationships are built. Like, I feel yeah. like those games are built on characterizations or like structures of more realistic things that are well, yeah. built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess also like I'm lacking because I don't usually play games that will like piss me off with lack of women characterization versus okay. men characterization, I guess. Maybe. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm probably I don't know. Like, I can, I'm thinking about I'm like, do I? I maybe when I was younger but as I got older I, I just tend to gravitate towards like really well written RPGs and when you have a good writing team like mm -hmm. it's going to be there hmm. well since Wayne's not here I get to use his catchphrase which is so we've resolved nothing <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I guess that's sort of I mean it's an ongoing conversation and I'm sure we'll do it again uh, because this fascinates me mostly because I don't know anything and it's always very exciting to sort of do an episode where I just sort of learn a bunch of stuff. I don't know that there are real answers and I think that's sort of what you guys are telling me. There, I mean, there's even more that we could have talked about. Katia, you brought up, you know, we, we, we started to, and we sort of moved away from it, talk about, you know, the visuals of how the characters are even depicted and there, there's so much to, yeah. to, to think about. And there's culture differences which mm -hmm. really play into it. Mm -hmm. So maybe in 12 more weeks there's an episode three of this <laughs> but in the meantime i want to thank all three of you for coming back and doing this yeah thanks, thanks. for having us on yeah thanks yeah link you but yeah. you've never been here before you're yes. welcome back anytime sure <laughs> connie and abby you know you guys know that you'll be on the show again <laughs> no big deal um but thank you thank you for being here link do you have a Twitter or anything that you want to plug? Sure, why not? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at linktm, like trademark. Linktm. Yep. Abby hates people, so she doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing job applications. I, I had to hide myself. <laughs> real now. <laughs> yeah. Kaya, do you have anything that you want to plug? Um, I'm on Instagram at just that nerd kid, I guess, if you want to follow me. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's like real hip. Putting out her Instagram. Insta. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only thing for, I gonna, yeah, and the people are going to go there and they're going to be like, oh, wow, I get to hear all about video games. And it's just pictures of, of, of sewing patterns of skirts. And, yeah, and everyone's why you say, hey, yeah, I, I, just, I just made this. <laughs> I, I actually, it's on my Instagram stories that I talk about video game research and just like my responses to like what I'm having to replay that week. <laughs> but yeah, all of her posts are literally dress on dress form, dress on dress form, dress on dress form, me wearing dress. Dress on dress for dress on dress. <laughs> and by the way, I find this fascinating, but I've known her for seven years. So. <laughs> and, and she's really good. You can follow the show at at Vox Popcast on Twitter, at Vox or Vox Popcast on Facebook, www.voxpopcast.com. You can follow me at Chris Maverick and on ChrisMaverick.com. Let's just pretend Wayne was here so I could make fun of his <laughs> his Twitter account, which has nothing. I'd like to thank Maximilian of Thoughtform Music for our theme that is playing right now and building ever so epically and <laughs> <laughs> and probably you know he should, he should do a video game. I bet, I bet he'd like that. 
So I'm signing Max up to to work for something that I know he has no time for. <laughs> but, but thank you, everybody, for listening. If you are listening, you're enjoying the show. Please follow us on or not follow. Subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever, wherever one gets podcasts. Write us a review. Tell everybody how much you love us, because that will help other people find the show. Thank you guys for coming again. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.